Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mr. McGee, how are you, mate? Alright, two seconds, man. Hang on. <laughs> let me, let me put, I want to send you all your audio, but let me put it down. How are you doing, dude? I'm alright, mate. How about you? Yeah, good, man. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, what's going on in lockdown mode? Uh, it's fine, I'm just. I'm going to go and see if I can uh, source some, uh, a little bit more food. Because, you know, the joke is, they, they said to us, um, like, you know, what they said to, to us is, don't, don't fucking stockpile food. I haven't really got that much food in. I mean, maybe got about a week if I've got that, right? And uh, and now, you know, they've, they've been forced to lockdown and you can't get deliveries. So, you know what I mean? It's, they're not, it's, it's really not thought out. But maybe, maybe these things never are, you know? I wouldn't say stockpiling is the word, but I certainly got enough for like, you know, a week at least. Yeah. Because you yeah, just yeah. don't know, do you? You don't want to be sat in your house starving. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I did it about a week ago and I got a bit, I mean, I got loads of fucking tinned food that I would never usually eat. But I did it because I just thought, fuck it, man. You know, I mean, it's like, I, if, if it does get, a, you, this government's not really in control of the country, so it's a bit like, you know, if we end up, you know, not having food, I've fucking got to eat, man. You know what I mean? Amen. Well, Alan, we're going to have a chat about everything that's going on. We're also going to pick out your five-song playlist to the end of the oh, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, right, yeah. The first thing I want to chat to you about is the Q&As you've been doing, though. Did you have to postpone or cancel any shows yourself, or did this kind of happen in a bit of a dip and a break in your schedule anyway? No, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of shows being cancelled, Matt. Um... You know, uh, it's like we've lost about, I don't know, we've lost a lot of Monday shows. We've lost Glastonbury. I presume, I don't know why I've not actually said they're cancelling yet, interestingly enough. Yeah, but, uh, but you can only imagine that they'll all pull, can't you? I can't see, I mean, I, I don't want to be miserable, too miserable, but I think we're going to, I'll, I'll be surprised, Matt, if there's anything happening. Summer, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, even as far I back as like Reading in August. Yeah, yeah. All my, band, all my bands are saying to me, Oh, are we going to be back June? I'm like, Oh, yeah, I hope so. But the truth is, man, I don't, I don't see it. Do you? I don't, as, as you say, I think September at the earliest is a realistic yeah. estimation, um, which, you know, I mean, for, I mean, maybe we could talk about that, Alan. Obviously, you work with a lot of new bands now currently. Yeah, I mean, how is this going to impact independent, young, upcoming, you know, for lack of a better word, struggling or at least kind of, you know, DIY well, bands? How are they going to get through? Oh, the truth is, Matt, you know, I mean, unless you're the Gallaghers, every fucker's struggling, aren't they? But let's be honest, do you know any musician that's comfortable? I don't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair okay. point. 
they're doing okay, but they need the gigs. They need to be. Do you know what I mean? The Mondays, the, the Mondays do really well on that fucking circuit that they do. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and people come and they pay a lot of money to go and see them and they get good fees. And, but if this year's wiped out, the, the Mondays will be really feeling it. Mad, but it'll be a bad, mad year, you know? What's going on with Black Grape? Have their show's oh, been postponed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's different gigs. It's like, there's, you know, there's, we've got some dates coming in October, but it's just, you know, it just is what it is. I mean, I don't know if anything's going to happen this year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which... I'm, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just no, 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 mate. You're just being realistic. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope. I hope he pulls us out of lockdown in the next two or three months and then, you know, and, and, and like, and we can get on with the year. Now, that's me being like, in my perfect world. But we are dealing with, like, we're dealing with something that's really virulent virus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and the only way it seems to be controllable is that you've got to lock the people down. Do you know what I mean? And at the moment, I don't think the UK are actually, Matt. I mean, London's... And it does not feel today like any different to it was yesterday. Do you know what I mean? I, I am keeping myself to myself completely right. You know, I, I went, <laughs> That's your went, style. <laughs> I, I, went to the shop, I went to the shops earlier and, uh, and you know, I'm going to go to the shops again you know, to see if I can find any more food. But that's it. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not hanging with anybody or anything. I'm just living in the flat myself. And I have been for about a week. But, um, you know, you look at the people that are running about, they... You know, people are still going to work, and it's as if they just. But I think the only thing they understand is that Boris actually goes, "You're going to get arrested." <laughs> yeah, arrested or fined if you're caught. Yeah, so lock it down. Things going to bring people into life. Spain. My pal is a musician. He's out in Spain at the moment, and um, and he was. I talked to him earlier on. He's on lockdown, Matt, and uh, you know he's. Um, you know, I mean, I think if he, if he breaks the law, he's on a 600 euro fine. Wow. Me? Yeah, no so messing pretty, about. So it's quite serious. So, so you know, and also the Spanish police are quite violent. So he says, yeah, yeah. It's, not beyond, it's not beyond them just to batter you with, with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I guess that's what people will respond to, isn't it? Yeah, corporate punishment. <laughs> I'm not sure they'll respond to the violence, but I think they will respond to well that's that for me is what the the most disconcerting thing about all of this is it's not the virus itself it's not the health implications and you know that's obviously because i'm lucky enough to to be fairly young and have health on my side but what blows my mind is the impact that it will have a on the economy obviously but b with a direct impact to, to my circle of people and and my life is the the entertainment industry and live music and events and I mean, yeah, you, you've obviously been in the game for for years now, and I I can't imagine you'd have ever experienced anything like this before, right? Ever? Nobody has. I mean, this is the big one, isn't it? This is the one that I mean, we we we'd had SARS and we'd had swine flu and blah blah blah, but they, they were always contained. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, do you know what I mean? Yeah. This one's broke, and you know, we I, I think. I'd be surprised if we get very much done this year, do you know what I mean? It's like the worst episode of Black Mirror ever, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch it, but I know what you're trying to say. Let's break for the like... first of your five songs, mate. Um, the first one we're going to pick is Primal Scream Loaded. 
um, yeah. which I've heard this song be described as like the sympathy for the devil for the ecstasy generation. What a perfect analogy that is. Well, I, I, I wasn't trying. I was. I, I, I did an uplifting playlist rather than a doom playlist. Yeah. I think, what's the point? Because it's like, you know... Well, you've got to go out with a smile, right? So, so we may as well... We might be dancing in our own graves, but we may as well have a dance. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party.
when you heard this song, right, did you know it was going to be a hit right out of the gate? No, I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a club hit. Yeah. And we should put it out. I was surprised it was such a big pop hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really did transcend genre almost, didn't it? Yeah, man, it was great. It's a fantastic song, you know. What about the 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 role of An- Andrew Weatherall as well as a mixer, as a producer, as you know, a voice within I think, the. I think quite a few of the songs I picked, Weatherall produced them, didn't he? Um, I think a three, about three of the songs I picked, Andy produced them. He was great. I mean, I didn't know him that well. I wasn't a close friend, but he knew me. He done a lot of good stuff for me and for Bobby. We we all appreciate that and love him for that. You know what I mean? Uh, he, was, he was, I mean, he was great for creation, great for Primal Scream. He reinvented Primal Scream and gave them hit songs. So, how the Q and A show has been going, Alan? What have you been talking about? And because you've been playing not only just all over the UK, but you've been doing Australia and you've been yeah, all over the I place. Had to, I had to get ready about well, all the ones in. I had a couple of DJ gigs in March, and then I had all the, the Q and A's for March and uh, for, for uh, April and May. So I've cancelled them all. But I mean, it could just you know. The ones you've already done though, how have they been going? You've been enjoying them. You know, I, I had a great little run the week before all this stuff came to a head. The very beginning of March, and uh, you know, I was doing universities because there was a lot of kind of like college kind of like. Oh, what do you call it? little uh, celebration of the mad little music uh, schools that are one in Norwich and one in Nottingham, uh, and I done that and it was great. It was fantastic, you know. What kind of stuff do you talk about specifically? Just creation, or do you kind of talk about the music industry as a whole? Do you bring in <laughs> like, whatever they ask me, man? You know what I mean? I mean, I'll, I'll answer it. You know, and I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. The, 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 it's, it's maybe good to take a couple of months out of doing it, but but. It, but, you know, maybe not for these exact reasons, but maybe it's a good t- chance to take a wee break there. But, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it's, people seem to really like them, you know? Well, I, th- I don't know what it is about Q&As at the moment, because I host a lot as well, as you know, and I just find that they're a nice point of difference to yeah. to live music, and I think people who are like really into a certain either style or band or yeah. whatever it is, they want to yeah. find out those stories, and for them just sitting in a room and listening to the person tell them... Yeah is yeah, as man. enjoyable and engaging as, you know, a live band is. Yeah, man. I absolutely... You get a buzz off it on stage yourself as well, don't you? I really enjoy being up there and seeing <laughs> seeing people vibe off the stories and, you know, laughing at the jokes. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah well, you were a bit ahead of all of us. I was doing them about three or four a year, really. And then uh, and then Kevin, the agent, Kevin Fitzgerald, the agent at Tura Tura, got in touch with me and went, I could book you 50. Which I foolishly thought that he was just a bullshitter. And then after he booked me about 11, uh, I, I, I bet I thought, God, he's either Billy Liar or he's a bit of a genius. <laughs> and I had a meet with him and I thought, God, he may, I think he is going to be able to do it. And he did. I think he booked me 56 shows last year. Do you know what I mean? Wow. A lot. I might have to get on to you about him then when the world resumes <laughs> its normality. <laughs> I know he's great. He's really, he says he can do it. He really does it. You've been doing a few with um with Joe from Idols as well, right? Good guy, man. Yeah, yeah, lovely guy. Is he on the? Is it like the same roster? Is that how that came about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I didn't hadn't met him until a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and then I ended up interviewing him for about four or five shows. But he's such a good guy, you know. Is he smart? Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's one of us, Matt. You'll love him. 
I've got to get a podcast with him. And um, yeah. talking to new I'm bands. Number, number, I'll give you the number. Nice one, mate. Talking to new bands, who are you, A, working with at the moment, and B, excited by, perhaps just as a fan? Well, I mean, to be excited, I, I like the Idols, Fontaine's, DC, Shame. I like all that Rima bands. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I've got some good. I've got some good bands: The Keys, Clockworks, Shambolics, um, Rubber Jaw. Um, you know, just all these these new bands that I just keep fighting them. You know, I mean, not because I'm great at all. They're just there. And nobody else is really paying any attention to them at this point, you know what I mean? So I'm just putting the records out. Are you still going to a lot of shows then? Are you out and about a lot? Well, Obviously, before no, they all well, got cancelled. I, I was getting out a lot. I, I, I do get out a lot for my age, because I'm old now, I'm 59, but, but, I, uh, but I get, I mean, I do see a lot of, I do see a lot of, lot of bands, you know. Um, how did you and Sean first get connected? Were you... You know, around the Mondays in the 90s when that was all popping, or did your friendship develop later? In the 80s, man. Right, okay, so it goes way back. Yeah, Tony Wilson introduced me to Sean and Bez in 1987 in New York. And they wandered in, like, straight off a Manchester council estate. It was just (laughs) no filter whatsoever. And, and, And at that time, this was... The back end of the Mary chain, if you know what I'm trying to say, in the eighties. I don't even know if you, you can. You're too young to probably properly reference what I'm trying to say. I, but, no, I, I know the Mary chain. That psycho candy right, kind of period. Yeah. Right, so it's psycho candy cure. All that. Kind of, yeah, Echo and the Bunny Man. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got it right. So I was, I went to like some kind of like mad red, curly hair, <laughs> black leather. Yeah. And they walked in. This is before Acid House. They walked in. And Parkers, like, like Marks and Spencers Parkers, do you know what I mean? <laughs> With mad, mad baggy trousers and almost flares, and they just didn't look like we all looked in London. And I was like, who are this mob? And then the record came out, you know, the first album came out, yeah. the joint show, and they were totally cool. And then I went, oh, it's not because they don't know what they're doing; they exactly know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And then Acid House sort of broke in nineteen eighty eight. I became friends with Sean Bez, Paul Ryder, and uh, and then I started going up to Manchester to hang out with them. Throughout that late period of the 80s and early 90s, I just was a fan, pals with them, partied with them. Uh, then Britpop happened, and then I became the king for about a year in the middle of the 90s, and still friends with them all. Um, and, and then we, we just rolled on and on and on, and then eventually... Uh, how did it actually happen? Rowetta. I mean, I was always, I always knew Sean. Always got on pretty well with him. And then Rowetta said, "We're going we to." What was that? Who was managing at that point? I can't even remember who was managing. It wasn't the people that took them to court, and there was all of that big fallout. No, no, no that was after that. Rate. That's black But uh, I think it might have been Matthew uh, Rashman. Uh, uh, anyway, he, I think he stopped managing them. I had a meeting with him around that, at the beginning of that. Uh, it didn't actually end up happening, but we all became pals. He got me to manage Black Grape. And then at a certain point, the, the management thing that they were working with the person, it didn't it, 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 it didn't end up working out for whatever reason, I don't know. And, uh, and then they said, do you want to manage the band? And it's like, And then I started doing it, 
I've always loved them, but I thought, oh, God, God knows what this will be like. But it ended up, <laughs> it ended up like, really good. You know, and I've been doing it with them for about five, six years now, and, and we got on really well at all the lawyers. So I can't see that one ending anytime soon. Probably be managing them, them in another 10, 15 years, you know. Cause it feels very comfortable. And they all get on, and obviously there's kind of pretty regular tours. It seems to be every year they'll go out for a run. And... Coming off the roads, Matt, you know, uh, well, they were coming off the roads, Matt. I'm talking shit, because coronavirus has changed it. We, we were supposed to be coming off the road after Glastonbury. Right. But, I mean, because the gigs are getting rearranged, Amsterdam's now next January, and, and like, there's another festival next summer. I don't know when we're actually coming off the road, but we're trying to bring the band off the road for 18 months, do you know what I mean? Yeah, give it a little breather. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to, but, but equally, with Corona, are we really going to come off the road next year? I don't know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> why, why have you picked Hallelujah, Alan? Why this one? Oh, it's just brilliant. And it's Andy Weatherall and Paul Oakville produced that. And uh, that was, I think that was the first Andy Weatherall ever production. And he did it with Paul. And, uh, and when me and Bobby heard that, that's why we got Andy Weatherall.
So, um, Alan, what's going on with your movie? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, Has the film industry, obviously, and releases of films been affected yeah, by all of this that, as well? That's not going to come to next year, Matt, either. Right. And is that um, because of what's just happened, or is that just that was always uh, going to be the date? Well, I, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I'm telling you trade secrets here, but uh, it, <laughs> to be honest, it probably fits in with Shelley, the producer, of what she's trying to do with the film. But, but she can just literally get the rest of the year to absolutely nail every single part of that film down, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I've already got the film on my computer, and it's brilliant. So you've well, seen it a few times, and you've kind of... Taking it in. Seen it twice in my flat at the weekend. It's really good. Could be a wee bit better, but it's still pretty fucking good. Um, How much of a trip is it to watch a film about your own life back? It's just funny, man. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I mean, he's, 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 he's slightly made me over dramatic, but he's an actor. What can you do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can live with it, man. You know, I mean, he's, he, I mean, I don't think I was quite that bonkers, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who else is in it other than Ewan? Ewan's in it. Uh, Turgoose is in it, right? Stephen Berkhoff's in it. David Isaacs is in it. Uh, Richard Jobson plays my dad. Nice. He kills it, man. <laughs> and then there's a lot, of, a lot of good young actors as well. And uh, a lot of good cameos. Is there any cameos you can hint uh, at? Bez is the... Bez is the Hacienda DJ. Amazing. Uh, and uh, Rick Smith's in the, the therapy ward. I love it. So there's a few people are in there. Carol Barat is a party boy in it, and uh, Gary Powell's a TV exec. So everybody's in it, you know. And, I mean, it's kind of the train spotting team, isn't it? You've got Irvin Welsh, you've got oh, Danny Boyle. The, Danny's the producer. Uh, Irvin's wrote it. Uh, off the back of my my, 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 my book um, Creation you, Stories is, is that what the film's going to be called? Nick, Nick Moran I think so yeah Nick Moran's the director so it's, it's sort of transporting that's amazing and the, mate and the, the team's transporting I can't wait to see it I can't wait to see it um, you got any good, like exciting other things going on anything in the pipeline you could tell us about? I've got no that's it really I mean I've got I've got the, the label that I'm just putting out loads of records by, uh, or a little band. Are you doing singles? Yeah, yeah. I've got seven releases ready to go, but I mean, we need to all get back to some something that's vaguely normal. Yeah, amen I mean, to that. The bands, because they're young, Matt, they're like, can we not just put them out? And I'm like, who would buy it? Who would buy a £10 record? When they could go and buy some food at this point, don't be daft. Yeah. Let 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 it pass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of just just young bands can't help it. It's just they've got no life experience. They think that people are going to be interested in their new records in the middle of like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of putting out these shows in the hope that it's a distraction and people kind of connect to the fact that everybody's in the same boat. But when it comes to, as you say, releasing films or albums or pieces of art, like now's just not the time for that, is it? It's going to get lost in the maelstrom of all of it. I think with with, with the radio shows, people... I mean, we're on the house now, aren't we? Exactly. What time will I phone you tomorrow? I'm in all day. It's like every fucker's in all day now. Do you know what I mean? They're not actually going to listen to it. They're going to be like, 
going to be doing anything. And most people live in their own, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Any form of communication would be a welcome <laughs> distraction, yeah. So phone up. <laughs> <laughs> So the other night, Alan, I watched the amazing Oasis documentary, Supersonic. We'll come back and we'll talk about it in a bit. But first of all, let's play a song by them. You've chosen Live Forever. Why this one? Is this your favourite from that Oasis period? No, it's just it's just in, in this place we all are at the moment. Yeah. We, we, we may as well play something up with them. Maybe I don't really want to know How you got in gross Cause I just want to fly Lately Did you ever feel the pain In the morning rain I just soaked you to the bone Maybe I just want to fly Want to live but don't want to die Maybe I just want to breathe Lately, did you ever feel the 
When you first heard a song like that, did you know that was going to be a hit? No, I didn't know. I just thought it was a good song. Wow. Because you kind of, now you obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, you hear these songs and you're like, how could they have been anything yeah. but? But it's like everything, you know, like you look at it in hindsight and it sounds as if I'm bullshitting, but back when I first heard the Oasis, there was no, there hadn't been a band that was really big like that in years, do you know what I mean? Not really. I mean, the Roses was about as big as it had been, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't think we'll ever see a band as big as them ever again, will we? Do you? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know, mate. You know, I mean, it's a weird one, isn't it? You know, it's like, I don't even know if it's about being big anyway. It's about being good. Yeah. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because you can you can have this kind of baseless ego and think that yeah. you're the best, but then you can actually just have this kind of overwhelming confidence that's grounded in some sort of fact because actually you can write the fucking tunes. And if you have those two things together, as Liam, I think, says in the documentary, if you've got the swagger and the attitude and the songs, then you're kind of unstoppable, aren't you? Yeah. yeah I, love, I love the story where they're on the ferry and they get arrested and Noel says, this is why I love Alan to this day, is I called him up to tell him we've been arrested and he just said one word, brilliant. Was part of what attracted you to them was that, as you say, like when the first time you met the Mondays, that raw, real attitude? Yeah, I mean, they were real. I mean, I met them at King Tut's 31st of May, 1993, and they were just scallies, man. They were just like little man scallies that were on the... They'd come up to Scotland on a bit of a bender and we're going to play a show. They had zero clue that I was going to be there. Yeah. And out of their whole little clique that came up, there's about 10 or 11 of them, no would 100% be the only person who would ever have heard the creation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, once I said, oh, I'm Alan McGee, do you want a record deal? He knew, oh, that's that guy for creation. But, he, he, you know, but he, if I'd tried to talk to Liam, I mean, he, he was 20, and like he was like straight off a council saying he wouldn't have a clue who I was, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you believe in destiny, Alan? Do you believe in fate and things like that? I don't know, mate. I, 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 maybe I do. I don't know. You know, I mean, I was incredibly lucky that I fucking ran into them. I mean, it changed my life. Do you know what I mean? And I think vice versa as well. Like you both had this similar <laughs> I impact on. I think they got a deal, but whether anybody else would have actually allowed them to be them, them when yeah. they had no power, it's debatable. Do you know what I mean? And I guess the second album took a while to get right as well, didn't it? From the the stories that were shared in the documentary, as it took a few goes. At... It's the first album. It took a while. Oh, was it the first? Was it and capturing that sound and that energy? Uh, the second album was was it easy because they knew what they were doing. Right. Uh, the first album was a, was a, night, a nightmare to make, but what a great record! Amen to that. Are you still in touch with the boys, Alan? Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to Noel. I mean, Noel's supposed to be doing something with Sean. Uh, we were supposed to be doing it around after Easter. Um, you know, they're going to go to the studio and do something. Um, I mean, I've talked to no. I mean, I'm in good terms with Liam. Liam had asked me to do Eaton Park, uh, the, the after show for him. But, um, but you know, I mean, I mean, I've I've got on well. I'm one of the few people who's in both camps, and I'm getting on okay with both of them. But I'm not overly involved i'm more I'm, I'm closer with Noel because i talk to him a bit more you know what i mean but i'm, I'm, I'm great with him 
you know what I mean? And so you got nothing but love and good memories from all of that time. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, we were all great for each other. You know, I mean, I, I think Noel's really happy this film's coming out. I mean, he's never said it to me, but I, I think there's a little bit of, like, I want you to get your recognition, Mickey. I think there's a little bit of that with Noel. That's why he's, he's being so kind to us about the, all the music rights and everything, you know, for the film, you know. What about what about Bobby? Are you and him still in touch? Yeah, man. Yeah, still, still, ultimately, still my best friend. I mean, it's, it's weird getting older, though, Matt, because this is a guy that I've known since I've been eleven years old. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. We don't really see that. We see. I saw him in November at a primal scream gig, but we don't hang. But but you know what? That's just me. It's just like I've got sisters. I've, one of my sisters I haven't spoke to in about four years. Not because I don't want to talk to her. She doesn't want to talk to me. That's just fucking families, isn't it? And me and Bobby, we're a bit past being pals, kind of more like family, you know what I mean? I imagine... We get on actually, all right? You just don't see each other anymore, you know what I mean? Are they all going to be coming out for the premiere? I imagine that'll be a night to remember. Yeah, I mean, well, they'll all be invited. I mean, God knows, God knows he'll show up. But let's just get through this before I start thinking about fucking premiere. <laughs> well, let's break for another song, Alan. Um, I guess this would be the one quote-unquote wild card in your picks. Not that it's a wild card at all, but obviously it seems to be the only one that's not got a direct sort of link to your uh, professional story. Jimi Hendrix, Crosstown Traffic. Oh, I, just, I don't know. I just was thinking about it when I, when I had to... You said, give me a list. I don't know why I chose it. I just like it. <laughs> I love it too. do 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 do
what else would you like to talk about, Alan? Let's talk about staying sane at home on your own. I think that people enjoy hearing, you know, kind of people that they look up to talk talk about that. Like we're all in the same boat in that sense. We're we're locked down. I'm actually okay with that, believe it or not. Do you know what I mean? Um, because I'm a loner anyway, Matt. You know what I mean? You know, and I live in my own. You know what I mean? It's a bit like, it's okay. It's actually okay. It's like, you know I mean? I might not be saying that in six weeks' time. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, I think I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you don't miss kind of the the gatherings and the, the events that take place, obviously gigs and things like that. At the moment, no. you're... You're okay with having a bit of time off. <laughs> but I mean, like, like, I wish it was under different circumstances, but, but yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I, because I live, a, I live in my own anyway. It's a bit like, and you know, it's, it's what it is. I mean, I just, I like, I like making money, doing business. You know, that's all slowed up. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's stopped at the moment, you know, but, but once we get through this, we can all start again, and I'm sure it'll be fun. Are you still doing anything work-wise? Are you still trying to, like, hustle and... Or is it, or is that on lockdown as well? No, I mean, there's not a lot going on, but I'm still getting the odd inquiry, you know what I mean? But picking the Mondays for a gig in Wolverhampton and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? How do bands reach out to you? How do they tend to find you, like, these newer up-and-coming bands? Bands are bands, man, you know what I mean? They you know, find a way. Yeah, bands find a way. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not hard to get hold of, am I? I mean, I'm on Instagram. They all send me the music. It's just that's kids get the music to you, don't they? Oh, sure. Well, if I think if you have that drive and that hustle about you, then nothing's going to stand in your way, right? Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm down for that. You know what I mean? I'm, that that's just bands. Do you know what I mean? You just got to accept that if got a dream, man. Fucking a. And talking to dreams, are you happy with everything you've achieved? Do you feel like you've uh? You know, ticked yeah. most of the boxes that you wanted to tick, if not all. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, like, I mean, I've, I've been incredibly blessed to not to not go. I, like you, man. I've, I've never had to go and get a real job for fucking thirty odd years. That's a fucking that's genius, Johnny. That's the goal, isn't it? Yeah, man. I mean, stay free, <laughs> as Joe Strummer said. <laughs> Did you know Joe? Was he a good dude? I bet he was a good dude. Oh, he's amazing, righteous. I, 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 the great thing about Joe Strummer, when he came to my back for his birthday party, it's the only time I've ever had a, a proper birthday party. And I had it at the Notting Hill Arts Centre. And they all came. You know, Joe Strummer, Courtney, uh, uh, Gallagher's, Bobby, blah, blah, blah. And they came to it, and it was great. But the star for me was fucking uh, Joe Strummer by a mile, you know what I mean? Courtney Love as well. You two are tight. You were saying that you're yeah, friends with her. She's she's actually still in town, as bonkers as that sounds, but she's still here. And she's living in Marleybone at the moment. <laughs> on, on lockdown. <laughs> you can lock down, Courtney Lockdown, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, that's the funny thing. Did you see the funny video of Madonna in the bath that's, you know, it's kind of weird and, you know, a little bit the case of a, an uber celebrity that's th- thinking they're in touch with the people. But she does make a valid point that this virus doesn't really have any prejudice whether you're old young rich poor black white it's it's had us all pretty much in the same boat which is lockdown she yeah. called she called it the great equalizer in that sense <laughs> I, I, I kind of i kind of got bored with madonna years ago i'm not being horrible because i've got nothing against her but yeah yeah I stopped, I stopped listening years ago do you know what i mean final final thing i want to talk to you about alan 
a lot of the songs that you picked and a lot of the songs from the 90s, you know, bands like The Verve as well, a lot of the music had this real euphoric quality, um, which I feel is somewhat lacking in today's more digitally driven music world. What do you think it was about the 90s that gave a lot of these big anthems this euphoric quality, if you could stipulate as to why? I don't know, Matt. The truth is, I don't really know. I think it was an optimistic time. And it just, you know, a lot of the bands were incredibly naive as well, which was the kind of beauty of it, do you know what I mean? And they thought they could change the world, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you had you had new labour and that whole, you know, idea yeah, of... We, we all thought that we were changing the world. I mean, I thought that Oasis was going to go on forever. Do you know what I mean? I thought, as soon as they got like us, we all thought... That was just going to go on forever. I thought I was Brian Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We, you know, we, we were the Beatles or Brian Epstein, but I mean, it was pretty good for what it was. Do you know what I mean? Mate, it was amazing. And what, watching that documentary again the other night really brought home to me, as Noel says in the film, it's like the 90s wasn't just a good time to be Oasis. It was just a good time in general to be alive. And it, yeah, it, it took me back, even though I didn't necessarily grow up with oasis and blur and that scene as my music it was always there as part of the cultural wallpaper and it was it was an amazing period to be a kid a great time to be young yeah it was great man it was fucking great well thanks for taking the time to chat alan it's always nice catching up and the last song we're going to play stone roses this is the one yes just just an anthem man isn't it lovely thank you mate you're the best all right